you're going to lead the way, if your team is going to lead the way in whatever it is that you do, be prepared to have some setbacks. Be prepared to experience failure. If you're not, I almost want to ask how in the world can you lead something that you're not pushing, that you're not trying new avenues, that you're not trying to constantly see where you can break through to another new level. Um, The idea that a setback or failure isn't going to show up uh, is a little bit silly to me. And as you look at the process, let's talk specifically about the people on your team. Uh, I've said recently, I've said it for a long time, but recently spend more time talking about the word retention and how I think it's just absolutely the worst word in the world and we need to just toss it out. When you're talking about retention, you're literally saying we want to control, we want to profit from, we want to hold you back. Um, That makes no sense to me. Wouldn't you much rather be a part of a team where the leadership said, hey, listen, we want to equip you, we want to empower you, we want to inspire you, and we want to celebrate you. Um, sometimes celebrating someone means they're going to be ready for something new that your team can't provide for them anymore. And there's nothing wrong with that. You didn't lose them. You helped them grow. And last time I checked, that's a great experience for anybody to go through. And that type of thing actually helps in your recruitment on the other end, because they're going to go out and tell people that you helped them grow and you celebrated them and promoted them. And even though the promotion didn't mean something within the organization and staying there, the promotion meant quality of life improvement for them and their family, they're going to go sing your praises. Now, the notion with retention, since we love to use that word so much, um, of, of the idea of not wanting someone to leave. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now that if you want to grow, you're going to have to have people leave your organization. And we've talked about the good ways that they could leave your organization. We kind of hit on that just a minute ago. Now let's talk about celebrating someone all the way to the door that isn't a fit anymore. See, when you put together a team, you're going to have a pretty strong idea of what that core team is going to look like. If you're an elite leader, you'll then go and try to find some fringe people, if you will, in terms of, I'm not sure how they're going to fit in this team culture, but up front, we'll do our due diligence. They seem like they've bought in. They're excited about what we're talking about. We're excited about what they can bring to the table, and we're going to give it a go. At some point, a great team culture will stick to the standards, they'll stick to their beliefs, and they'll keep walking out what they say they were going to walk out. And at the end of it, someone is going to say, you know what, this isn't for me, I'm leaving. And I got to tell you, that's an awesome thing. Because if someone has to be told it's time to leave, they may have been mailing it in for quite a long time, right under your nose. They may be just, you know what, comfortable. I don't need to go anywhere. This isn't what I love. This isn't where I really want to be, but it, you know, it's comfortable. It's a paycheck. It's a job. It's a role on the team. Um, I get to wear the uniform, like whatever. But when someone actually sits down with a leader and says, listen, I've got to go because this isn't a fit for me. Um, celebrate as much as you can, all that they accomplished when they were with you. Um, but be prepared for this as well. You may have people that say it's time for me to go. And I want to tell you how all the ways you guys got it wrong. Um, you're going to have some grumpy people on the way out. And you know what? That's not on you. If you've been consistent, it's not on you. If you've been holding to your standards of the organization, it's not on you. Um, It's not on your team. You're going to have people that will tell you what you want to hear to come in and try to be a part of your culture. And then when they realize you're actually serious and you're going to have success living up to the standards and the beliefs that you say you're going to from the beginning, and they realize they can't get away with all of the things they never really told you about they like to get away with up front, again, celebrate that all the way to door, all the way to the door rather, and be excited about the fact that they self-assessed and self-identified that it's time for them to leave. 
because as an organization that is far less stressful, far cheaper, far more efficient that they pick themselves to go than you having to try to figure out over a longer period of time that there's someone there that isn't a fit, that doesn't want to be here and is becoming toxic within the team culture. Uh, I've used the phrase in the past called culture vultures, that there are people within an organization that just circle up above and in the busyness of life, we don't really notice them and they only swoop down when they think they can pick at a dead carcass. And that sounds really morbid, but the reality is they come in at a moment when someone is their weakest. Um, they, they come in when, when something is struggling to exist and they just attack it and go after it and try to annihilate it for their own good, single nourishment, and then they're gone. They don't stick around. They get what they want and they leave. And what I'm talking about right now, an elite team culture, there aren't culture vultures because long before that ever happens, that bird never swoops and lands because it knows there's nothing there for them. They, that, they just, there's no sustenance for a culture vulture in a healthy team culture. There's nothing laying there because everybody's been taking care of everybody and building each other up, not burning each other out. They've been resourcing every relationship in that organization to support them. They engage each other as a whole person, not just the part that comes to work or comes to practice. Um, they see the whole heart, the whole head. They love the conversations with, they know about each other's families and siblings and brothers and sisters and fathers and mothers, and they're connected at a heart level. They align their beliefs to their behaviors, and if something falls out of line, long before a, something ends up struggling for its life or becomes a dead carcass on the side of the road, that culture makes sure that each other stays healthy by keeping each other in line from those beliefs to those behaviors. And at the end of the day, that's why when I say a culture vulture cannot exist within a healthy team culture is because they're developing as a team every single day. So to kind of wrap this one up, I want to encourage you that if you find yourself uh, defending, if you will, your retention numbers in a meeting, change the conversation say, can we just suspend that word for a moment and talk about something even bigger and even greater? We had 50 people on the team. We now have 41. I know why the nine left and eight of the nine self-identify that this wasn't the right fit and they did it faster and on their own. And we celebrated and promoted and, and gotten excited for where they're going. And that is not going to cost us money. That's going to build us a reputation. Now, I'm not saying run in any way, shape, or form in a direction that is just flippant, willy-nilly. When you lose someone, eh, no big deal. Because we do also understand that there is a, a, a cost to recruiting and hiring and training and leadership development, um, teamwork development, character development. All of these things cost. You know, we put energy and money into it. But listen, sometimes the cost is just an investment in someone else's heart, and that's okay too, that you've prepared them for the next season of their life. And even though it isn't going to bring some big return to you today, maybe you brought a return to that person's family, to that person's friend group, to that person's community. And that right there, that's an intangible that maybe isn't on your, your P&L statement. Maybe it's not on your uh, uh, game day roster. You don't see it. But if you know you're doing things the right way, you know you will have sent that person outside of your organization into the next season of their life better off than when they got to you. Even if they want to complain all the way out the door, love on them, let them leave, move on. So I hope that kind of is an encouragement to you today about team culture, about not getting wrapped up and obsessed with uh, whether or not someone's staying or going, 
Um, dive in a little deeper to the why behind it. You'll learn where you can grow as an organization and where I started this whole thing. Listen, if you're going to lead, if you're going to be out in front as a team, you have got to be prepared to experience setback and failure and not see it as something you have to defend or duck or be worried about how your boss is going to see it. Get excited to talk about it, what you've learned from it, and how you're going to leverage that new learning. If I were your boss and you came to me and said, listen, we massively failed on this project, but I'm excited and want to tell you why, I'll be on the edge of my seat and I love the fact that you're on my team. I just need you to shift your thinking from seeing failure as an issue and just shift it to being an opportunity. And if you'll do that, you'll lead your team to greatness. Your teamwork, your leadership, and your character will be off the charts. Listen, culture equals T plus L plus C. Teamwork, leadership, and character. And the root in that is the old stuff, TLC, tender love and care. Do it from your heart, align your head and your gut to it. Man, you're going to make a difference. Good luck today. Have a blast. Talk to you later.